Bloodborne, I don't know what will. I'm your host, Marcus Bullock. With me, as always, is my co-host, Brett Galt. And the Creed entrance knows that it could only be one person joining the show uh, back for his second appearance from last year. Parker Tuck, uh, go dogs. Can I get a roof, 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 roof? Yeah, man. What do you know about him? Two-time, back-to-back, national championship, Georgia, Georgia, Georgia Bulldogs, baby. You sound like you are a fine man of the Southeastern Conference. <laughs> yes, sir. I appreciate you guys having me back. No, thanks for coming on. Um, I know we kind of hit you on a short notice. We used to do this on Thursday, but um, life happens as always, so we have to deliver everybody those Wednesday locks, and I am looking forward to it. Um, Brett, what's going on? You still in the great state of North Carolina for a little bit longer? Yes, I'm here through Thanksgiving. I'll be heading out probably Sunday after Thanksgiving and then back to Florida for probably a month, and then, I don't know, we'll see from there. Yeah, kind of hint. Maybe the Queen City. Maybe the Queen City. If uh, if Emily can get a job, yeah, she's the the whole um process has been a little slow for the nursing so far. So, hey, well, best of luck to her. Yeah. Yes. It it sounds like she has it, but it's just you know you know how HR goes. It's a little slow. Per usual. All right. And Emily was our guest picker last week. So let's go ahead and jump in to see what happened in week 11. Great uh, week for everybody all around. We were 15 and nine as a syndicate. Uh, Emily, five and two. So I believe on the show now she is like 10, two and two overall for the season. So very good for her. Um, Her five wins. Michigan laying four and a hook against Penn State. JMU covered a big number. Syracuse plus three got it done on the field. LSU, no problem covering 13 against the Florida Gators. And then Duke Chapel Hill over 50 and a hook. Triple overtime ain't never hurt nobody in Chapel Hill. You are lucky. Two losses for her. Tennessee, Missouri under 58 and a half solely because Tennessee's offense is inept. Bill Milton isn't that great. And then Oregon USC over 73 was a loss. Not as many points in that game. Um, so five and two, still not bad for her. Brings the guest to 39, 22 and two overall for the season. Next up in the clubhouse was Brett, also five and two. So good job, buddy. He also hit Michigan, Missouri plus one and a half. Never a doubt there. Rutgers, Iowa under 28 and a half. He had the balls to play it in a hit for him. Florida, LSU over 63. LSU overs every week. We'll see if the trend continues. And then West Virginia, Oklahoma over 58 also hit. Two losses for Brett. Kansas laying three and a hook. Ugh. And then Oklahoma State, the most embarrassing loss of the year. Uh, you could maybe say it was Georgia Southern, but the Pokes did not get it done in Orlando. So, Brett, looking at your card from last week, what is your takeaway? I mean, the Pokes, we kind of talked about this. We said it was going to be a trap. I mean, my God, it was a trap. Um, Kansas, a little upset about that one. Their backup to Jalen Daniels, Bean, got hurt. And so then they were on the third-string quarterback, and they still almost won that game. Uh, Michigan was no doubt, you know, Penn State, fraud, um, Michigan good, and then Rutgers Iowa under twenty eight. I mean, you know, seven three. That's all you got to get to. That that's how it is with Iowa. So, pretty uh, pretty proud of my card there. Yeah, no five and two is very good, and that brings you overall for the season to forty seven, twenty four and four. And no, folks, that is not a typo anywhere. Forty seven, twenty four and four. It's, it's unreal what you've done this year, and keep up the good work. Next up was myself. I was five and four, had a lot of action out there. I will say my losses were either really bad or, 
you know, like somewhat close, but my wins were were pretty good. So let me read you five wins. Michigan land four and a hook. Bama land ten and a half. Never a doubt against Kentucky. NC State covered two and a half in Winston-Salem. Not really ever a sweat there. And I also middled that game. Um, got NC State wake under 43 and a hook. And my last win was Duke plus 14 and a half against Carolina. They almost got it done on the field. You can say a couple blown calls down the stretch. I know this has been a very interesting year for officiating um, in college football in general, but I am happy with this place. Four losses for you. Louisville in 20 on Friday night. You know, Virginia scored 14 points. One was a pick six, and then one was off of a turnover. And then they hit a like big run late. So without those miscues, they could have covered. I mean, that being 21 points, but, you know, a loss is a loss. Um, Louisville didn't come to play. Virginia gave them their best shot. Texas Tech, Kansas over 61, never just bad play. Uh, Florida State laying 14 and a half. Miami played a lot better than I thought. There was a couple of times in that game where Florida State could have pulled away, but they they just got in their own way. And then I also played that that trap game of Oklahoma State. So five and four brings me to 49, 36 and three overall for the season. And now I know Coastal Barbecue was a miss. Old Dominion Liberty over 58 and a half. That game got out to a lot of points quick, and then Liberty just sat on the ball and, and milked it. So. Uh, they missed, which brings them to five and six overall for the season. The power parlay missed, but a 15 and nine week brings the syndicate to 138, 92 and eight overall for the season. So, uh, P. Tuck, you're joining us at a great time. How has your personal gambling been? Yeah, so about the great time part, I'm waiting to find it. Um, so as honestly with college football, um, I'm more of a viewer, to be honest. And so I've just been tailing you guys left and right, which has done me well. Um, especially with Brett, he's man, the hot hand is hot. Um, so I've been following that pretty religiously. Uh, so I appreciate you guys for that. I'm a big SEC guy. Um, so I do keep up with that a fair ton. So I'm excited to get these out there and kind of keep up the hot hand. I know Emily had a crazy week too. So I got I got some shoes to fill. Nice. Well, no time like the present. We can go ahead and hop into week 12. Um, does anybody, since we're on Wednesday, we have a little bit of action. Does anybody have a Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday play? I do not. Okay. Uh, no one's touching uh, BC at Pitt. <laughs> yeah. I would I, I score it. Yeah, the under's going to hit there, but I'm, I'm not going to lock it up. I mean, what about those Hokies last week, you know? You know what? Virginia Tech, they beat bad teams. They beat the teams that they were supposed to, which is a step in the right direction because for the last few years, we weren't even beating the teams that we were supposed to beat, so – I'm happy to see the Hokies take take care of business um, where they should, but just like when you saw us go up against Louisville, we're just not at that caliber yet to be solid middle tier of the ACC. So I say if we could, I mean, good game against NC State this weekend and then UVA, Virginia Tech could easily finish out 2-0 and and go bowl. And so I'm excited to see um, the cars fall. And I do have a play there whenever we get there. Yeah, I'm interested to see, like, who do you cheer for in this instance? Oh, Hokies, 100%. NC State gets, yeah, NC State gets my money, but I mean, Virginia Tech always holds a special place in my heart, even though it's tough sometimes. All right, P. Tuck, uh, the board is yours. You can open up Saturday wherever you want to. All right, well, I'm just going to start off with the best, right? So we got the back-to-back national champions playing Tennessee in Tennessee. Knoxville, mm, they did not look good last week against Missouri. Um, I think it was their third, what was it, third, I think, double-digit loss of the season. 
Um, Missouri does look good, though. But with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and take UGA minus 10. Um, I just think with the rivalry that we've had in the recent years, dominating it, essentially, we've won the last six. Um, and I just think that all those six have been coming from two touchdowns. So I think Georgia's going to cover, come out strong, especially after coming off a week with putting up, like, I think, 630 yards against Ole Miss last week. So I'm excited to see it happen. And I think UGA wins by at least 14 or more. Beautiful. Brett, you playing this? Yeah, I'm on the same thing. I think Georgia's hitting their stride at the right time, which is scary for everybody else. Bowers is back. Carson Beck has been playing well. Defense is playing well. It is at Tennessee, and I think this was, you know, before the season started, this was kind of the game that everybody had circled. But Tennessee, offensively, they just haven't been playing well. Milton's been kind of average at best. So I, I, I like Georgia in this position. Yeah, then Tennessee's defense has been a little lackluster of the last couple of weeks. Like, I think I think Missouri even put up over 500 yards against them last week. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I just don't think things are, like you said, things are clicking for Georgia now. And I don't think Tennessee has the manpower to kind of step for step with them, even remotely close. Um, so I'm pretty high on it, obviously, with the Georgia bias. But I still think it's a pretty easy and kind of low spread, in my opinion. I love this at nine and a half when it came out on Sunday. Uh, book didn't open it till Tuesday, and it was at 10. Um, it's pretty early in the show for Waka Flocka, but let's party, boys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No explanation needed. Uh, Georgia covers this number. Should probably be more like a 15-point spread, 15 and a half. So yeah. I'll take 10. I think it will start, you know, it's going to, it kind of seems like, you know, the first quarter or something like that, it usually starts out as a good game and then Georgia kind of just takes control in the second quarter on. Yeah. Um, the crowd is going to keep Tennessee in it for, you know, maybe a quarter and a half. And yeah. then Georgia probably rolls going into halftime and coming out. Um, I expect them to be a machine. Yeah, and that's why I kind of, I it's not an official play, but I leaned the over, which I think is 58 and a half, right? I think it is, but I lean the over on that just because I think Georgia, Georgia's going to get their points no matter what. And like you said, it being in Tennessee, like I think they're going to be competitive for at least a quarter. And I could see them putting up a 10 spot maybe in the first. And then after that, Georgia rolls away with it. I don't know. I, I could see the overhitting, and especially with Georgia this year, they've been hitting the over pretty frequently. Yeah, yeah. good overplay. I, I like it. Not a lot, but I do lean with you there. Uh, Brett, you're up. Alrighty, um, I'm going to my Mountaineers. We're at home versus uh, Cincinnati Bearcats, six and a half point favorites. I'm, I'm taking the ears here. Um, Cincinnati's not that great. I think we're at home, even though, you know, with the whole Jimbo news, everybody wants Jimbo to come home to West Virginia. So I think people want kind of West Virginia to lose these next two games. But I don't think we lose this. I, I think Cincinnati's, like I said, they're they're not that great. So I like to I like us to cover the uh, six and a half here. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do it. I'm with you. Um, laying it near six and a half. You're a much better team than Cincinnati. Um, you're already going bowling. The team's playing well, so uh, let's ride the hot hand. Besides the Oklahoma game. Yeah. Well, other than that, yeah, pretty decent. Parker, you jumping on? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We, our last two games are literally against the two worst in the conference. We have Cincinnati this week and then um, Baylor next weekend, which is 
I mean, the potential is out there for an eight and four year, eight and four season. If we lose one of the next two, though, or even both, Neil's getting canned. Yeah, I think West Virginia wins. Um, right. I honestly think it's going to be a low scoring game. Um, if I had to lean, I don't know if I'm going to take the six and a half. Um, but I think West Virginia wins. But I kind of leaning towards that under. I think under it's 54, 54 and a half. Yeah, fifty four and a half. Yeah. So I probably. I, I think West Virginia wins, but I don't know. I just think that it's one of those games where it's not a lot of thought goes into it. West Virginia should win. I mean, they should win convincingly. I don't know. I just could see it being one of those weird ones, especially with it being the end of the, the tail end of the season where upsets are bound to happen regardless at what level and rank. So I don't know. I, I like West Virginia to win. I just don't know if I could do six and a half at the time. All right. I will take us to the Sunshine State. Let's go to Coral Gables. We know that the crowd will probably not be there. <laughs> Again, this could be a trap, but it's a pick 'em. It's a coin flip. You don't have to lay points. And honestly, Louisville's not the favorite. Calls for concern. Shiny building game in Vegas. I'm a I'm a take the pick 'em with the cards. They win this game eight times out of ten. So um for basically free money or even money, I'll take Louisville. Yeah. yeah. This game uh, it, it's it kinda it it kind of gives me flashbacks to last week with the folks. Oh, 100%. Um, because, you know, in, Van Dyke is back after the one guy almost got murdered last weekend. The, their backup. Um, so Van Dyke's back. Like you said, the crowd won't be there. But this kind of has the feeling, you know, as early in the year when Louisville played Pitt. And Pitt just ran him out of the – off the field. So I, 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 I think this is obvious, but I'm staying away because it, it feels like last week. Ooh, see, I'm, Marcus, I'm with you. That's actually one of mine. Um, I got Louisville money line um, just because the fact the matter – I mean, we can all admit Miami's been impossible to bet on this season, right? So I think they're thir- three and one against the spread as an underdog, but then three, is three, uh, three and three as a favorite. But with that being said, I think the game would be decided how Louisville's excellent run defense ninth nationally ranked in yards allowed per play um i think they contain miami's offense that only relies primarily on that run game um i don't like picking against miami at home but i think louisville has more to play for in this game and i think they win feel it um let's hear some Lil wayne <laughs> let's do it let's do it all right p tuck well I, you have less plays than me and brett and you already have two off the board so Brett, why don't you go ahead and give us another one? All right. Um, this is a, a team kind of I read last week, Missouri. They're at home versus Florida. The Gators are just kind of leaking right now. You know, they're struggling. Sorry, Joel. Um, Missouri's playing good ball. Uh, I mean, just what they did with Tennessee last week, 11.5-point favorite. Give, give, me the, uh, give me Missouri here. All right, um, 11 points, lowest I can get you. Yeah, I'll take 11. Cool, Mizzou laying 11. Uh, I think you're probably on the right side. Pete you have anything here? I like the bet. I'm not playing it, but I like it. I think I mean, 12 is a lot of points in any games, to be honest, yeah. especially both being SEC. Um, but with that being said, Missouri has the hot hand, right? I mean, they put up points against Georgia's good defense. They steamrolled. Tennessee like that wasn't even a chance I expected Missouri to win that game but that was like a convincing extra step so I I like the play I like the play nice um I will take us to 
in I'm a shame I don't know this. Is Northwestern officially in Chicago? Like what what town are they in? It's in Chicago, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, let's go up there to the Windy City. I'm gonna play Northwestern plus three. Northwestern has actually played very well. Um, did anyone think that they would be in position for a bowl game this year? No, I took them under on the season oh, yeah. and they blew me up. Um, they played a very good game against Wisconsin last week in Madison. The week before that, tight game against Iowa. They beat Maryland before that, tight game against Nebraska. I think this Northwestern team actually bought in and is going to like make something good out of this season. Purdue, again, I saw them beat Virginia Tech earlier in the year um, during the Grant Wells um, tenure, but um, they, they are reeling. They, before they beat Minnesota last week, which they are no longer rowing the boat, they were getting the teeth kicked out of them in every game. I mean, Michigan beat them bad. Nebraska handled them by almost double their points. Ohio State blew them out. And we also saw Iowa like work everybody as they're doing every year or finding a way to win at least. So Northwestern at home, um, they should not be the dog here. So I'll take plus three for the Wildcats. I don't hate it. They, they just promoted that guy today too. They're in room. They, they just promote him. to. Pick it's official. Nice. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, he's definitely done a good job. They're five. I mean, five and five. Like I said, I thought they were. I think when we were doing the picks earlier this year, I think I had them like with one or two wins. So he's done a good job. Yeah, yeah. I think Northwestern is the play. Um, I think Purdue is just gonna blatantly awful. Um, but with that being said, um, I think Northwestern gets it done. Honestly, kind of convincingly in a sense. Um, but with that being said. I'm probably actually going to add that to play it, to be honest. Northwestern. Okay, more Lil Wayne. Okay, let's do it. Cool. So, Marcus and Pete Tuck, we are on Northwestern plus three. Uh, Brett, you want to go again? Then we'll pass it back to Pete Tuck. Yes, I can go. Um, Kentucky is going to South Carolina, Columbia. Um, I'm not taking spread here. I'm taking the over 54 and a half. I think both teams are going to be able to score here. Uh, South Carolina scores well at home. Kentucky also can score um, against South Carolina's defense. So I, I like the overhitting here. Cool. You can get 54. I'll take 54. This game everything, is in Yeah, it, it's in Columbia. Everything about this scares me. I'm staying far away. What scares you about it? You don't know what South Carolina team is going to show up. You know, they have that one game a year where they will, you know, rally, play well. I mean, them being a home dog is – But if Kentucky I, I, covers this, I wouldn't be shocked. Well, I don't think Kentucky – I mean, I don't think there's any any doubt that Kentucky can cover it. But I think South Carolina is going to put up their fair, point, fair share of points. And do you think Kentucky just runs all over South Carolina? Yeah, and I think Kentucky will. Yeah, I, I don't trust Leary to do much, but I do trust him to run the ball. So um, if they're going to get to that over, Kentucky's going to need three rushing touchdowns. Yeah, and that's definitely in, that's in play. I agree with that, too. I, I honestly, I think the winner of that game's a toss-up. Um, and I think, like, Brett played it on the over. I think that's the best bet that's out there for this game. Um, just because I could see South Carolina winning the game outright, and I could see Kentucky winning the game outright. Um, mm -hmm. So to me, that's a coin flip game, even though that spread's like three and a half. I like the over as well if I had to play this game. All right, cool. Well, Peacock, go ahead and give us an official one. Oh, I got you. Give me Minnesota plus 27 and a half against the Ohio State University. That's 
they have no chance of winning the game. We all know that. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's cool. But they've been playing Ohio close over the past decade. They, they haven't lost. I think in the last four, they've lost by the most 16 points. They're 5-5. Five and five. The only one loss this year being more than 20 points. And their quarterback, I think Ethan, is that his name? I think, yeah, he's improving over the last five games. The last two games alone, he's had six touchdowns, zero picks. I think he throws at least another touchdown in that game Saturday. And I think that they're going to get cover the 27 and a half. I think that's too many points, especially for this team. Hmm. Brett, what do you think? It? I mean, definitely not. I'm like, I mean, I don't hate it. I mean, Hopefully, P.J. Fleck can row the boat for you this game, though. I mean, I don't know. Ohio State, like, I don't really know what to think about Ohio State either. They really have one good guy, and that's Marvin Harrison. I mean, Trayvon Henderson's a beast, too. But, like, he's good. But nobody can stop Marvin Harrison. So, it, it all depends on the court, honestly. But, I mean, it, it is a big spread. Uh, I'm, I'm in love with it. I'm in love with it. If I had two mortgages, I'd put two down. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm rooting for you. I'm going to take us to Charlottesville. Uh, Duke, Virginia, not taking the spread here. Duke is a three-and-a-half-point favorite, but I'm going to play the total, and I'm going to play under 47. Looks like the most consensus number I can get. The way I see this, Duke will probably allow, like, 17 points, and they're probably going to score about 20. I think they'll win the game. I just don't know if they cover. Um, Duke's going to be pretty tight against Virginia. Um, I don't think UVA is going to hit a lot of big plays. And honestly, I don't know if Duke's going to hit a lot of big plays either. But I do feel comfortable that, you know, if both teams have to, they will run the ball and clock will run. So give me under 47, Duke UVA. It's a low total. I mean, Virginia can score, though. I mean, I understand, like, Duke's defense is pretty solid, but they've also been kind of like, they've slowed down a little bit since the beginning. Yeah. UVA like scores a lot on teams whenever they get turnovers or pick sixes. I mean, we saw them against Chapel Hill put up some points. Um, it was like some mistakes by the offense. I mean, Louisville, again, like 14 of their points were off for turnovers. If Duke can just take care of the football, I feel comfortable here. Is Duke still on their third string? Yeah, they are. Riley Leonard could play. Again, it's a toe injury, so he's week to week. If Riley plays, I don't feel confident. But I'm banking on him not playing. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, yeah. So I'm staying a thousand feet away from that. I may have to hedge this and just back out of the bet uh, completely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> boy, I may have to take a live line if Riley Leonard ends up playing. I've already like put it in for my books, but uh, probably should have waited I, for that. I do, I do like that being a live bet game. To be honest, I don't know. I just it's if you see it recently, I haven't been keeping up with Virginia a whole lot. Um, but I know Duke. Duke plays their games hard. Um, regardless if they win or lose, they play it hard. Um, and especially what they put up 40 plus last week against Chapel Hill, who somehow managed to win that football game. I think it's kind of like a hot hand thing again. I think they're just going to keep that momentum going and kind of feel like they have something to prove without Leary out there. I don't know. I can see it happening. Or Riley, I'm sorry. All right. Uh, Brett, go ahead, spit one. All right. I am taking us to Death Valley and, um, Clemson, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I listen. UNC has been squeaking by for a few weeks. Um, Dabo told me to buy the stock, so I'm buying the stock. I'm taking the Tigers six and a half versus uh, UNC. It also helps 
for me that this is at Clemson. So that's also a big reasoning of why I'm taking this. But yeah, give me the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm laying it with you. No, no explanation needed. Oh, I got an explanation. Give me UNC in the points. Oh. Give me UNC in the points. <laughs> Did UNC one went out right, or are you just taking the points? I'm just taking the points. Um, I think Clemson wins. But I do think that Drake May and O'Marion Hampton is going to keep it close. Their defense averages 45 and half points in a split against Georgia Tech and Duke. And I don't know. I just think the balanced offense of North Carolina, I think they're going to be able to keep up with Clemson. I think Clemson wins the game, but by maybe a field goal with time expires. What's the over-under on this? I didn't even look at that. Too much. Yeah, 58 and a hook, 58. Dang, that's kind of low. Yeah, I mean, let me see. Clemson, I think they averaged 36 and a half uh, against like Notre Dame, Georgia Tech. And I don't know, I just think that regardless that UNCI, and I agree they have been squeaking by in regards to winning the games, they have the tools to be explosive on every drive when it comes to offense. I think Drake May keeps them in the game. Um, and I think, unfortunately, it's probably going to come down to a field goal where I can see Drake May and them going for two again and not getting it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Right. I could see it. That would be interesting. Oh, Brett, our best number is Clemson Lane six and a half. In P-Tuck, you can get Chapel Hill Lane seven. So there's no middle yeah. here. It's going to be straight up wins and losses. Yep, I got plus seven already. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Let me put plus seven out minus seven for you. They would never be the favorite in Death Valley. All right. That'd be, uh, give me plus 3,000 odds. <laughs> what? Um, hold on. Is this game? Okay. This We're going to South Bend. Uh, Wake Forest, just battered team. They're traveling up to play Notre Dame. I wish I could really get it at 24. Um, I did buy a hook on my personal book, but I will lay Notre Dame laying 24 and a half in front of Touchdown Jesus. Everything's going wrong for Wake. Different caliber of athlete. Um, SMA goes crazy here. Uh, Wake's rushing um, resistance is not there. So give me the Irish covering a big number. I do want 24, but I ain't afraid of the hook. Yeah, I don't hate it, especially what NC State just did to Wake, honestly. It was effortless yeah. what NC State did. It was. It was it literally is like they were just cutting through warm butter. But no, I, I'm not betting on this game personally. I think Notre Dame wins convincingly. I think the line should be like 27, to be honest. But with that being said, Notre Dame in my eyes, frauds. Never mm-hmm. bet them. Yeah. So I'll let you I'll let you ride this one. They are fraudulent, but Wake is I mean fraudulent. <laughs> I don't even know the word for them. They're just non existent this year. This is Dave Clawson's worst awake team that we've seen in like seven, eight years, probably. I mean, this, this is a this is Hartman playing against his former team. He's about to go crazy. Yes. All right. How many more do you guys have left? I have one more. Three. I have three as well. So Brett, go ahead and give one. All right. Uh, UC, uh, USC, UCLA are playing this week. Um, give me the Trojans. Um, yeah, I mean, there's actually rumors going on right now that UCLA might fire. Fire, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, which is kind of crazy because I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of shocked that they're thinking about fire him. But regardless, USC, you know, have been struggling, but UCLA just lost to Arizona State. 
So I, Chip Kelly, he's in trouble. I think they're struggling. Give me, give me USC here. And uh, that concludes my picks. My <laughs> last one, my last one was USC. Give with the points. I mean, it's. I think it's very clear. I mean, UCLA is not playing well. I mean, they've only managed just 15 points per game over their last three matchups. When there was Arizona, ASU, and Colorado, mm-hmm. and. And all three of those teams, none even have a top forty-five defense. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, uh, I don't know. I just think it's very easy. I think USC is going to wipe the floor with them. I wish you luck. I will never play another USC game after Colorado came back and covered that spread. And not did Colorado <laughs> almost cover that spread. They almost won the damn football game. I am done with Lincoln Riley hey, this year. Well, hey, you got rid of Alex Grinch, so no, there's still some structural. I mean, like, issues I, I don't there. <laughs> but I, I don't even know if like Alex Grinch, like his headset was working like all year, or honestly, as long as he's been defeated. I mean, you can't do any worse scheme wise than they, what what he's done. So it really can't get any worse. I wish you luck. <laughs> Because that defense has a lot of holes. I mean, I don't disagree. And honestly, listen, they might they might make UCLA back and get into it with their offense. Because, like I said, if you're struggling offense, you want to play USC. I mean, still. I mean, even yeah. – I, I think Caleb Williams will will into this one. I, I agree. I agree. And I, I honestly – I just don't – I couldn't tell you any player on UCLA's offense. They don't have to I mean, be Thompson Robinson anymore. Yeah, who for the Browns again this week? And I don't know. I just said that they haven't proven anything. Um, regardless, I don't think they can put points on the board. Um, I think it's going to be a matter of USC not shooting themselves in the foot. I, I is this is this Caleb's last game? Does he just throw it in after this? Well, he's he's not playing in the bowl game. I mean, he, there's no way. I mean, don't they have? Do they not have one more game after this? Uh, they do, but. I mean, why would he play? Well, why would he play in this one? Well, I mean, what does he care at this point? Yeah, hold on. Let's get that last opponent. So after this, USC plays. No, oh, this, this is, is their last game. football game. Oh, yeah, because they had week zero game. Okay, yep. Yeah. yeah, they play San Jose State. Yep, all right, this is his last game. Yeah. He, he might cover. He's in. <laughs> All right, um, I will give one next. You see what's on the screen? We're going to Blacksburg. I'm going to emotionally hedge this. I'm going to take the Wolfpack plus three. Ooh. The only reason, if you if you look at the forecast, it's going to be nasty in Blacksburg, which means running game. I think Kyron Drones is going to run the ball a lot. There'll be a lot of quarterback design run stuff. Nasty conditions. There may be a fumble or two. NC State's defense is very good. Um, I can just see Peyton Wilson, you know, coming up with like a sloppy interception or get a couple fumble recoveries. I think if NC State can turn the ball over enough, which Virginia Tech is prone to do, um, they can get some scores. Brennan look, obviously looked good last week against Wake. A lot of people have looked good against Wake. But again, just watching Tech this year, and when they're good, they are so good. But that defense gives up big plays. And Casey Concepcion, um, Brennan Armstrong br- break a big run. I wouldn't be shocked. So I think the game is close. That's why I'll take NC State plus three. Um, emotionally hedging, so I'll win either way. I mean, if the weather's supposed to be bad, then that's that's a key su- for success for uh, Armstrong because that's what he likes to do, as we all know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And one thing that you don't see Brennan do a lot is cough the ball up. So 
Um, I like I like the Wolfpack here because of weather conditions and and the points. Yeah, um, not touching this game with a ten foot pole. Um, no confidence in any of those two teams. Yeah, um, I think, play. I under, think the score could be under forty four. Um, is in play as well. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of saying I'm I'm here with Parker as well because I I feel like this could go either way. What, what time is this game? Is it three thirty? Three thirty. Yeah. So I mean I I mean I don't know I think that, I mean Virginia Tech. You know, I was kind of like, all right. And then they they only scored three points against Louisville, which kind of was like, all right. But then again, everybody's kind of struggling against Louisville. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. This one could be a toss-up, honestly. I, th- I think this could go either way. You, th- you think State gets an interception in that game? They got a lot last week. Ain White looked Cause, great. Because Virginia Tech is 0-8 when throwing at least one interception since 2022. That's a crazy stat. I mean, especially if it's a sloppy game with the weather. Who knows? Mm. But, yeah, I wish you luck on that, Marcus. I do. I do. Are you cheering against that spread? Are you going to be cheering against your pick right there? Mm. Possibly. More than likely. All right, uh, Brett, me and you are ping-ponging back and forth till we're both dry. You have two more, and so do I. Yeah, well, my last game includes my two picks, so I'll go ahead and go. Um, I'm taking us to probably the game of the week, in my opinion, because I don't think – Washington? Georgia, yeah, because I don't think the Georgia game is going to be that close. Um, Washington at Oregon State. Corvallis is going to be popping. Um, this is going to probably surprise – well, first of all, I'm taking the over. Um, over 63 and a half. Oregon State's, okay. you know, Washington's defense has kind of turned into, I hate to say this, but like USC's defense in a way. They can't stop a nosebleed right now. Um, Oregon State can score. They're at home, which kind of makes me feel better. Washington will get their fair share of points. Give me the over there. And this is going to be a shocker, but I am taking Oregon State in the points. Oregon State's going to win this game outright, I think. Washington has not been playing well lately. They've barely snuck by some of these opponents. They snuck by Arizona State a little bit. They struggled against Utah last week. Give me Oregon State in the two and a half. All right. Oregon State, two and a half, and then the over. Um, I like the overplay, but I am going to go the opposite way on the spread. The only way I'm looking at this is who's going to make a big play down the stretch? DJ or Penix, and I think more likely than not, it's going to be Penix. Again, Oregon State defense is severely better than Washington's. You you address that very well. But, yeah. you know, I think Vegas is probably egging a lot of people to take Washington here, and I'm going to um, – I'm a flirt with it. So I will catch two-and-a-half points with Washington being a dog. Again, everything's in front of Washington. They have a lot to play for. Um I don't know if there's any scenarios to where if Oregon State wins this, they can maybe get into the Pac-12 championship. Maybe if, like, Wazoo upsets Washington or, you know, the stars have to align. But I think Washington um, is going to be well-coached and ready for this football game. So I'm going to take Huskies plus 2.5. Yeah, well, because they have – I mean, honestly, it sucks for them because they have Washington this weekend and then they play Oregon next week. Yeah, tough, yeah. tough end-of-the-year slate there. End of the season. Yeah. Oh, I think I like the Washington points too. Um, I, I think that it's going to be that build up to the the playoffs drama because what the Washington's fifth right now, right? Mm-hmm. 
I, I think that it's going to build up to that. I think they might finish the season, honestly, undefeated and not make the playoffs. Um, so I don't know. I, I could see that kind of like a buildup in a sense. So I don't know if I was, if I, I'm not going to bet it, but if I did, I'd be on Washington, I think. I, well, I, they got, go ahead. Oh, I, I think this is, this is just going to be the perfect ending to the Pac-12, I think, you know. You know, we, we've been talking about how the Pac-12 is one of the best, might be the best conference from top to bottom this year. And, you know, they're all breaking up next year, going into next season. You feel like you have a clear-cut favorite in maybe Washington, Oregon. But then Washington loses this game. Then you have two teams in the uh, Pac-12 championship, both with one loss. I, I don't know. I, In my opinion, the Pac-12 needs Washington to win this game because if Oregon and Washington are in the Pac-12 championship, then and Oregon beats them. I think Oregon... I think Oregon's the best team in the Pac-12 right now, honestly. But I think they, the Pac-12 needs Washington to win this game. I get that. I get that for sure. All right. I will round this out, and then I will get the pipe and high pick of the week. Let's go to Madison, and I am going to play a team coming off of two losses. Um, I know I was very low on them this year, but I'm going to play Nebraska uh, plus five. Nebraska's coming off back-to-back three-point losses to Michigan State and Maryland, but what's even more disappointing, Wisconsin is on a three-game lose streak about to be four, and the last two opponents that Wisconsin lost to was Northwestern and Indiana. That program started looking decent beginning of the year, but every everything that we've seen as of late does not look good there. They, they've been hit by the injury bug, um, like two running backs down. One of their receivers is gone or, you know, day-to-day, week-to-week. I think Matt Rule can pull up a game plan. And, again, if they lose another three-point game, I don't give a damn. Just keep it within five. So I'm going to take a team that has been playing close but losing versus a team that's just been losing to, and I I think it's fair to say, inferior competition. Wisconsin should never be losing to Indiana in Northwestern back-to-back weeks. So give me the Huskers. Go Big Red. Wow. Uh, Honestly – not mad at what you just said, but you'll never catch me betting on a team that has Matt Rule as their coach. Hey, hey, well, hey, that's how Marcus felt earlier, though. And then I think I've kind of, because I took Nebraska a couple times earlier this year, and I think, I think Marcus has kind of came around to the whole Matt Rule, and I'm glad to see it. I don't know. The only thing that I like about Matt Rule is that game speech he gave in the locker room. All right, where he said, "I'd rather die on that football field than go out there and not give it our all." So I. I commend them for staying in the game, but I won't be touching that one. Yeah, I, I almost went with this one because Wisconsin's, they're not good. They are not good at all. Um, and I know they've had injury problems. Their quarterback went down at the beginning of the year, but like, they're just not good right now. All right, well, that's actually going to round us out because the pipe and hot pick of the week is the Bama first half. There's no line available in any book on Vegas Insider, and also check my personal one. You, you just can't get a line on Bama Chattanooga yet. So um, we'll, we'll just nix them and just say, like, TBD. But if it, if it comes out before and you're in the chat room, you can see it as an official play. But just for the guesser, there's no official line out there. And we, we do know that this is the week that every SEC team takes, yeah. takes a knee. Yeah, they take a <laughs> the, the, the cupcake. Except for uh, South Carolina, Kentucky, and uh, Georgia and Tennessee. I think it's going to be that's, that's going to be a fun weekend, especially the tail end of the season. A lot of upsets typically do happen around these parts, so I'm excited to see what unfolds. 
Um, but I'm excited to get my foot in the door with these picks and kind of wipe the floor over there. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I hope we do. So let's go ahead and throw something in the power parlay. And because of Bama first half is TBD, uh, power parlay will officially be three legs this week. And um, if you want to throw Bama first half in, like on Friday night or Saturday morning, feel free. So scan the cards and let's see what we're putting in the hat. I'm already. I'm putting in Minnesota plus twenty-seven and a half. He loves. He loves the Minnesota. I love that pick. I love it. He's gonna be rowing the boat this weekend. I, I'm. I'm gonna put faith in my Mountaineers six and a half. I like it, and I feel the best about Georgia covering ten against Tennessee. Yeah. I was gonna say if no one said that, I was gonna be like, we should make it four. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, my second one was probably going to be Louisville Pick'em, but um, I'll, I'll throw the the walk of flock in there as a guaranteed lock. So essentially, we're just depending on West Virginia and Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, honestly, probably just West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's basically already won. Exactly. I actually got paid out for it already. <laughs> The first half, the score of Ohio State is going to be four to five, 45 to zero. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. I, I'm going to hack your computer, Marcus, and just delete my little name slot right there. <laughs> oh, I'm actually excited for this weekend, though. I think, Marcus, you got so many picks, man. That's crazy. But, man, yeah, I, I'm excited hard. for it. And, and yeah, you were the one saying we're short on time. Look at you. Look hey, at you. We we are at what mark are we at? That's we're a, at forty one forty eight. I'm, I'm right on time. Marcus has ever gone through his picks before. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how much he's getting. He's got to get like hype for the softball game, I guess. It was it a lot of agreement too, so that always yeah, helps it go true. quicker. Yeah, I honestly felt a little bit bad. I was like, I'm agreeing with like three out of my five picks right now. <laughs> Not much to go on, but no, I'm excited for this weekend. I think we're going to see a lot of good football being played, to be honest. Um, and then probably a decent amount of sloppy ones by Ohio State. But with that being said, I, I appreciate everything, boys. I appreciate it all. A hundred percent. So let's recap these cards, and then I'm going to run off to win the county softball championship. All right, Parker is on UGA Lanton Louisville Pickham. Money line, uh, Northwestern plus three, Minnesota plus 27 and a hook. That is also in the power parlay. Chapel Hill plus seven in Death Valley, and then USC laying six and a hook. Rest card, UGA laying 10, West Virginia laying six and a half, Missouri an 11 point favorite, Kentucky in Columbia over 54 with the Gamecocks, Clemson laying six and a hook, USC laying six and a hook, and then Washington, Oregon State over 63 and a half. Um, you also played Oregon State plus two and a half, didn't you? Brett, what did you say sorry? Did you play Oregon State plus yeah, two and a half? Yeah. Sorry, I've missed that one for you. Maybe that was my I shouldn't have it on there. <laughs> okay. And Brett's last play is Oregon State laying two and a hook. Uh, Marcus, my card. Louisville, pick them. Northwestern plus three. West Virginia laying six and a hook. Duke UVA under 47 in Charlottesville. Clemson laying six and a half at home against the Tar Babies. Notre Dame laying 24 and a half in front of Touchdown Jesus. UGA minus 10, NC State plus three in Blacksburg. Nebraska plus five, and then Washington plus two and a hook um, in Corvallis. Uh, now when Uncle's a barbecue, the pipe and hot pick of the week, whenever it comes out on your book, um, play Bama first half. I'm guessing it's probably going to be about 22 points, something like that. And then the power parlay, three-leg, 
UGA land 10, West Virginia land six and a half, and then Minnesota plus 27 and a hook in Columbus. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. All right, boys. Well, it was a pleasure doing the show with you. We will chat it up in the chat room. And uh, Parker, we're going to let Creed take us out, okay? Hey, hit, hit it well tonight, Marcus. Good. Bring back a ship. I'll try Marcus my best. Is, Marcus is a big swing and bunt guy. All right. Swing and bunts all day. Absolutely not. Thank all you right. Hey, Parker, after I let this music roll out, hang tight one more second, and I'll, I got to tell you something. All right. Cool deal. All right. Peace. Peace. Peace.